Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. I want to thank the Atlanta Falcons for not actually having any interest in trading for me or anybody else in the league when I was available. Lamar Jackson, the 2023 NFL MVP from NFL Honors last night. The live text exchange of which on the uh, BetQL Daily group chat was just, I, I had to silence my phone after a while. I, I, yeah, at one point, right. I turned around and said, 72 texts? What the <laughs> hell is going on here while I was putting my son to bed? Um, welcome into BetQL Daily, Chris Mack, Aaron Hawksworth, Joe Ostrowski with you. As we are in the final uh, weekday, of Super Bowl 58 buildup. We're going to share all our bets. Game bets, prop bets, novelty bets. We got a two-minute drill that'll touch on a little bit of everything in the final hour. Lightning bets before we wrap up as well. John Daigle joins us one hour from now. Noops, Noops Christensen uh, will check in with his Super Bowl 58 bets as well. We'll go off the board. It is all Super Bowl 58. All day, more or less. The NBA trade deadline was meh, what it was. Uh, I don't know yeah. how much there's to get into there. But let's start with an early morning. And look, Aaron had an early morning today. Her daughter woke her up super early. That may rival, though, what the Niners went through in Vegas 24 hours ago. Just about 24 hours exactly. Um, when they were awoken at their team hotel by a fire alarm. This kind of shenanigan happens all the time with teams of every kind on the road. But feels like the excuse, the pile of excuses in the corner, like dirty laundry that no one wants to talk about, soft field, um, UNLV facility. Now we've got fire alarms being pulled. It's piling up in the corner, Joe. The, the dirty laundry excuses are piling up in the corner for the Niners. So are they setting everybody up to come in with a hammer or, uh, or is this just what they are? The soft Niners. 
What a joke. Like, okay, <laughs> this is a story. Fine. It should be. Anything in the Super Bowl is a story. Chris, you just said it 24 hours ago. Dude, it's 8 a.m. It's 9 a.m. in the East Coast, 8 a.m. the mm. Central, and they are so upset because they woke up. Usually these fire alarms go off at like 3 a.m., like the middle of yeah. a deep sleep. Isn't most of America up at this time? <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not an East Coast team. So I, I don't understand. Even during the season, uh you get up to go to practice uh around that time. So I, I'm with yeah, you. Nice. I was telling Paul, like, all things are starting to point towards a Niners L with all these little excuses. <laughs> I could just see Brock Purdy and company can't figure it out, can't come from behind and Oh, sad. They had all the bad field, the fire alarm. Boo-hoo. Build up that pile of excuses in the corner so when it all falls down, you have plenty to lean on. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, George Kittle said his alarm goes off at like 610. It was like a 10-minute early wake-up. Like, this isn't a big deal. I know. (laughs) McCaffrey seemed uh, fairly uh, perturbed by it. But you know what? Deal with it. Like you guys said, it's 6 a.m. It's not a like you got fiance. up at 2.30 in the morning. None of <laughs> them must have any children. That, yeah. Exactly, Joe. No kids. Nobody's getting woken up by a kid at 4 in the morning because they they feel sick. or and No, no. Or a no, tucker. They're not, they're not, like, come yeah. on. Tucker. <laughs> dog. <laughs> no dog scratching bed. at the door or pooping on your bed at 3 in the morning. No. What Nick Rosa doesn't guys have to live deal in with it? that. Yeah. I mean, really. Well, a fantasy world where they probably have people to take care of their kids in the middle of the that's night true. if it happens. Um, so there's your latest update. Um, everything else seems to be going as planned. All of the injury reports and everything else seem to be on par with what we've expected throughout the week. Really feels like nothing major, short of one of those Saturday night uh, outings that happens every 15 or 20 years where somebody runs off and uh, maybe doesn't report on time. Like that's the kind of stuff just doesn't happen anymore. Um, Everything on track for Super Bowl 58 to kick off just after 6.30 Eastern on Sunday night. And both teams to be about as prepared as they can be. We were prepared for the NFL Honors Awards show. We were prepared for a lot of these, like Lamar winning MVP, right? We were prepared for uh, C.J. Stroud to win Offensive Rookie of the Year and, and, and Christian McCaffrey to win Offensive Player of the Year. Miles Garrett, despite having all of – hold on, let me count them here. In the last six weeks. Here we go. One um, – Hold on, I'm looking. I'm, I'm scouring got a, the box. Got a scores. homer in the house. One, despite one sack, despite despite one sack in his final six games, Miles Garrett won Defensive Player of the Year. They can engrave that pass rush win rate on his bust in Canton someday. It'll be it'll look beautiful next to uh, all of the um, all of the sacks that he piled up in the final six weeks. Anyway, unsurprising that Miles Garrett won Defensive Player of the Year. Um, the surprises, maybe you're a bit surprised if you're checking in, you know, if you're jumping into a time machine from like mid-November and you come forward into February and go, oh, Stefanski won coach of the year. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Anderson won defensive rookie of the year. Oh, okay. Um, but the biggest surprise, no doubt, Joe Flacco, comeback player of the year. 
And some some people won some big bets on this one. They were out on the Flacco limb and it cashed, Aaron. Yes. I So watching that and when they had DeMar Hamlin presenting and also when they went uh, right in the opening monologue, went to Flacco, it started to feel like, ooh, I don't know what's happening here. You know, like highlighting Flacco early and then having DeMar Hamlin present, I started to think, this might not happen. Yeah, and it turns out, as we suspected, some of the voters decided to leave him off the ballot entirely. DeMar Hamlin, that is, I'm referring to. So, um, not a surprise, right, Joe? We talked about this li- at least once a week throughout the season. <laughs> yes, and it, uh, Chris Aaron was so sick about talking about it. But it was fascinating, and I thought the vote was fascinating. Yes. I. Mm-hmm. I was stunned. Like, I knew there was a p- very strong possibility, but a quarterback, five games, didn't play in the last week. Mm-hmm. We know what the Browns accomplished as a team, and they were rewarded in a few different ways, actually, when you look at the, at the end of the night, and they didn't even win their division. Yeah. But I sat there, I was in, kind of like in stunned silence. That was the only moment, as, as awful as some of that show was, that I was stunned. <laughs> like, wait, what? I had to rewind. I was like, did they just say Flacco won comeback player of the year? They yeah. have DeMar Hamlin in the house. Flacco was on record saying, I'm not winning this award. I have no chance against DeMar Hamlin. The guy died on the field. He He's winning the award. He was just he was just as stunned as I was. This, like, this will make, make you rethink everything when it comes to awards betting. Because on December 6th, a lot of tickets floating around on X last night. First week of December. 250 to 1. 250 to 1. Second week of December. He's still 100 to 1, guys. Like a couple weeks before Christmas. It was amazing. Like I was getting sick of talking about a different quarterback every week because that's what we were doing. It would be, okay, Stafford, what about Tua? What about Baker? And Baker ended up getting 10 first place votes. I was kind of surprised by that. But uh, something I brought up late in the season uh, about Hamlin is. Just the snaps. There's some people, some voters, kept them out of the top three entirely, which I was like, whoa, that is crazy to me just to keep them off the top three. But I believe Aaron Schatz had mentioned that possibility, and he was right. There were people that were strong against Hamlin because he didn't play in-game snaps. He played mostly special team snaps. Yeah, it ended up being, I think, Aaron, uh, if if I count correctly, I think seven ballots, something like that out of the 49 um, that were counted, if I have that number correct, uh, left him completely off the ballot because, to Joe's point, he wasn't really doing anything um, throughout yeah. the season for Buffalo. Um, and and I half-jokingly said, oh, this must mean it's harder to come back from an e- a year with the Jets than coming back from the dead on the field. <laughs> but, like, it, there is, and I've I've had this thrown back at me since last night on social media, well, Flacco actually did something, right? It's only five games worth, but he did something. Um, and I understand that counterpoint, but I also think, like, okay, he did it for a month, first of all. Second of all, if we're going to – it's an award. It's, 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 it's not like we're handing somebody um, a, a championship. It's not a participation award, really. It's a comeback award. I don't know what else DeMar Hamlin or anybody else could physically come back from to walk onto an NFL field 
other than cardiac arrest in front of the country. I think it just goes back to the voters just thinking he doesn't qualify in their minds, yeah. right? And Crazy. that's just the bottom line. And Flacco was bad last year and more impressive. Or you look back at when Alex Smith won it after having 20 surgeries and nearly losing mm-hmm. his leg, he he was serviceable and played and was a big reason why they made it to the playoffs. So, you know, Joe mentioned maybe it is more of a quarterback award that's tough uh, to beat another quarterback if they're on the field coming back from anything you're up against it six in a row six in a row here's another thing that i think it's worth uh, pointing out because um it's not really publicized a ton the actual voters so i looked at the list of the voters let me tell you there's some clowns on there like are we <laughs> do we really want to bet on this like wait see, wait i'm my bet's going to be decided by emmanuel acho Keith had a vote for these awards. Chris Sims, have you seen some of his takes over the last couple of years? I think he's entertaining. Like, he sparks my interest. But I also think he says some things that are completely out of bounds. Oh, like, I don't know, his quarterback rankings every single year where he's clearly just trying to go viral or look for some pub. Um, Paul's guy, Tony Dungy. I know Paul loves that, that, uh, his, his bet on Hamlin was in part decided by Tony Dungy. Like I, it, it's a strange list. It's a strange list. If you, if you, uh, you look at it and it made me think, oh, should, should we be betting on this? But, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, there, there was a lot going on there. I'm glad you brought that up because I can't bet on awards here in Virginia. And this was a situation where I'm kind of like, Glad I didn't yeah. because I probably would have yeah. to be go Ryan's. I would have when it was plus money. I was debating driving to Maryland to bet on Damar Hamlin. And just because it was so inconvenient, I decided to pass, but probably would have lost some money last night. We, we, we did also, we talked about Willie Anderson like every week. Like, you should be, there's so much value in Willie Anderson. And there was a lot of value late. I think because he missed a game late. Like, all of a sudden, the odds shot up. I remember it was 25 to 1 with, like, less than a month to go in the season. So that that was interesting. And that was the one, the big parlay out there for $700,000 lost. Um, There was was a parlay made of five awards made made in May. So the numbers were fantastic. The guy hits all the tough shots, all the long shots. And then the shortest one on the board, Jalen Carter, was the one that he got wrong. I know it's crazy, but we talked about it. The Eagles defense was so, so bad, so bad. The one thing that we were questioning would the Texans win a bunch of these awards and it ends up being the Browns, Browns. three of them going to the Browns, which was crazy. I mean, it came down to a tiebreaker, by the Uh, way, saying Steven Stefanski, (laughs) that that whole production was was horrible. He's like a he said soap he's a opera actor. Yeah, no, oh, I know. Get him out. Get him out of here. Is he in this that is was us? ridiculous. Is that that guy? Yes. And okay. he was on like oh. All My Children. And he was married to um, Chrishell, who's on, um, gosh, that Netflix real estate show that I love. Selling Sunset. <laughs> anyway. Selling Sunset. <laughs> She's okay. apparently a lesbian now, and they got divorced. <laughs> oh, I like that. Well, that'll do it. <laughs> That'll, um, that'll that'll accelerate the divorce proceedings. Oh, uh, that's, that's a Jake, kick in the Jake, pants. do you want to take a quick victory lap, uh, Mr. F- Mr. Flacco? Do you, do you want to? 
Honestly, no. like, I don't even want to take, like, a victory lap, per se. Like, I thought, like... Celebrating Hamlin's def- loss. <laughs> yeah, like, it feels a little, like, gross to do that. But, I mean, like, I thought it was, like, I wasn't even watching on, like, a big... Like, I, I was watching TV, and I had, like, the awards on a second screen, just, like, not really paying attention. When Stefanski was announced, like, I just closed my laptop. I went to bed, and then I started getting notifications... And I screamed like my roommate thought something was wrong. Like I screamed. I, I was going to go to bed. I sat on the edge of my bed for like an hour. Just like not. I was vi- like my entire body was shaking. Had no idea what to do with myself. <laughs> All right. Was that I, your I, biggest I, hit? Ever, yeah, by far. Was that far. your biggest it's, hit? Yeah. It's not close. Congrats. Well, I good work. Young Sorry, Paul. I love you, Paul. With a... <laughs> with a That's vibrant how I feel evening bad on too. the, I don't want to like dance on Paul's grave either. Yeah, all right. Those poor choice stressing it so yeah. hard for you. Noob that happens. Super Bowl Fifty Eight angles from Noobs next on BetQL Daily. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. If you're saying that I'm a game manager and I, I don't look flashy in how I do it, I mean, that's your opinion and that's okay. And at the end of the day, I want to do what it takes to help my team win. And so... I think winning at the end of the day in the NFL is probably the biggest and most important thing. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Brock Purdy advocating for himself as a game manager there. We're just 48 hours away, or a little bit more than that, from Super Bowl 58 out in Vegas. Welcome back into BetQL Daily, live coast to coast on the BetQL Network. Wherever you may be in the world, inside your Odyssey app, take us with you, A-U-D-A-C-Y. And, of course, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL, alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. I'm Chris Mack. John Daigle joins us in 40 minutes. We've got to go through all of our bets for Sunday. 
throughout the show. We'll go off the board in 20 minutes as well. Super Bowl 58 angles aplenty to talk about with Noops. Alex Noops Christensen joins us. But first, real quick, we talked about it as you were logging on, Noops. I mean, the Doc Rivers experiment going wonderfully well in Milwaukee, is it not? (laughs) I think his name is Glenn, but it's gone just about as I think a lot of us expected. I mean... I guess I thought it would be okay if Rivers has been able to do anything in the past. It's help locker rooms sort of, uh, you know, consolidate around each other, feel good, gel. But it looks exactly like Kennedy said, exactly what Adrian Griffin did. It's He's doing all the same weird defensive stuff that the players didn't like. I mean, there was a players meeting. They walked into Griffin's office and said, can we stop trapping? Can we stop doing this? Can we go back to playing the Budenholzer defense? Rivers has come back in a week. has got him totally out of that again. So I don't know. Everything is just a mess in Milwaukee. Uh, you know, I know for some reason everybody thinks it's 10 years ago and Patrick Beverly is still this great defensive player that's going to come in and just fix everything. But uh, it just it looks like a flawed team to me. It looks like a team that's not happy. And I just don't know how that gets better and how Rivers in any way is an improvement over what they had last year at Budenholzer. Uh, Noops, let's let's hit on the Super Bowl. Just uh, branching out, your thoughts here on these numbers. Um, it, the the interesting part here is, I think there I'm running into a lot of people that don't have a strong stance on a side or a total, and I'm one of them. But what I do find interesting, it's been ten days, and for the most part, the side hasn't moved. It's just been sitting strong at San Francisco uh, minus two. And then the total since the night, since championship Sunday evening, it it went down a tick, but that has not moved. So it's been 12 days of nothing, uh, no movement here. And I guess part of that is because both teams relatively healthy, but uh, what is your take on the side in total and the lack of uh, movement that we're having? Yeah. Generally, Super Bowl numbers don't move too much, but at this point in the NFL season, uh, books have a pretty good idea of what these numbers to be. But uh, given that we're at two, I thought there'd be some movement between, say, one and a half and two and a half. We'd see those bouncing around a lot. It really hasn't. A couple books went to two and a half pretty quickly just to kind of, I think, see maybe if some sharp action came in, but everybody kind of has settled at two. The total of 47 and a half, again, I'm surprised. It seems a little bit high to me. It seemed a little bit high when it opened, but I guess you have two kind of explosive offenses here. I think the game profiles is a first half over, second half under kind of thing. I mean, the Chiefs' second half unders have been one of the easiest bets you could place all season. Andy Reid, especially when that team has a lead, knows how to salt it away. And same thing with the 49ers. They get up big. They start to run the ball. You see the clock really kind of run out. So, uh, lean towards the under, and for the overall side, I'm still t- pretty sure the 49ers are going to win, but I'm not sure enough to bet it for some reason. And, uh, you know, it's like being afraid of a ghost. I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, it's one football game. They know what to do. Is it is it going to be that? Is it going to be that weird force versus what I think kind of top to bottom is a better football team? So lean the under, lean towards the 49ers. But, uh, yeah, in terms of the big market, those two big – um, market prices, they seem more correct than they do incorrect. Mm-hmm. We've heard a lot about Brock Purdy and the whole game manager thing. Uh, no matter where you stand on him, in this specific matchup, if the Niners are down, or do you have confidence that Brock Purdy could lead this team uh, to a comeback, not only against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, but also this Chiefs defense? 
That's the big problem, the Chiefs defense, because we've seen Brock Purdy lead this team back before, but I can't think of a good example of him doing it against a great defense. And this Chiefs defense, it seems honestly like they get better every single week. We know how good Reed is with two weeks to prepare. Now, generally that's offensively, but I know the defense is going to have a lot of nice, solid things to do. But I do believe in Purdy just for the simple fact that he is not going to be afraid. Now, I don't know if he's going to be able to make all the throws that he needs to make to win the game, but he's not going to make any mistakes. He is not someone that's going to hold on to the ball, get sacked, get pushed out of the pocket, and start making bad decisions. We've seen him again be really calm, really steady, trust kind of what's going on. And if the 49ers are down, I think Purdy has a chance, especially in this offense with all these great wide receivers that bring this team back. So I think that'll be kind of the most fun part. Whichever team gets a lead here, uh, the other team definitely has a chance. Well, what are we expecting then, Noops? Uh, Alex Noops Christensen with us. Uh, check him out on social media, at underscore Noops. What are we expecting for first touchdown score? I mean, I, we've talked a lot about the theme this year of the Chiefs not doing much in the second half or, or shutting things down in the second half of games on both sides of the ball. We saw it on display against the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. Um, we've also seen the Niners, like you just alluded to, you know, storm back in their two playoff games. Uh, those at home, though, it, when we look at game script, I think we agree, low-scoring game. Um, where do we start to place our touchdown bets, especially if we try to focus on first touchdown score? The tough game in general for these because these are two teams that have a very high concentrated amount of first touchdowns with a couple players, which said another way, pretty much all season it's been Travis Kelsey or Christian McCaffrey for this team, or Pacheco for the Chiefs. Again, that's kind of your three names, and that's where the market has settled at top. But what I like about this game is I think there's opportunities further down the board. Again, both of these teams, good defenses. They've had two weeks to prepare. Uh, the 49ers are not going to get beat by Travis Kelsey. They know that's coming. At the same time, the, the Chiefs are not going to probably get beat by Christian McCaffrey. He's really good, but they're going to be stacking that box. They know that kind of stuff is coming. So I go a little further down the list, and one name that I do like at the top, George Kittle. He's plus 900 from our friends over here at BetMGM. I don't know why he's the same price as Debo Samuel. I don't know why he's behind Rasheed Rice. I have him uh, much closer to Kelsey in kind of that top three, four. I think he should be closer to seven to one. So I really like Kittle. I'm going to play him plus 900 first, plus 175 to score. I might even sprinkle a little bit on two. It's just he is someone he's on the field for 97% of snaps. That's more than any other 49er besides Brock Purdy, basically. It's just absolutely nuts the kind of playing time he's getting. But then I go a little further down the board. I think guys um, – both quarterbacks I'm going to be playing. Patrick Mahomes is 22 to 1. Brock Purdy is 40 to 1. You know, all season we haven't seen those guys run very much, but you've seen what the 49ers have done. They've gone away from McCaffrey in some of those short situations. They've got their own version of the tush push. Purdy has been sneaking a lot. So I think there's a great chance that if it's goal and one, it might not be McCaffrey. It might be Purdy first one over the line there. Mahomes, we've seen him roll out and do a lot of stuff there. Um, he's always someone, again, where if the play breaks down, if the 49ers defense does what it's supposed to do, Mahomes is not going to be afraid to run it in. And then just a couple more long shots. Guys like Noah Gray, guys, guys like Kyle Juszczyk. Again, we're mm -hmm. going to see a lot more gadget plays, a lot more kind of goofy stuff like that. So I'm going a little further down the board and just trying to figure out, A, who's going to be the recipient of a special play, which I think is someone like Gray, someone like Juszczyk, or who's going to take advantage of things kind of breaking down because these defenses are going to be ready. So I expect the first touchdown to finally, for the first time in a few weeks, not be the chalk. Very good. All right. Uh, maybe this is a betting community thing, but one of the prop, like I'll say areas, not one specific prop, 
that seems to be popular this week are kicking props. And there's not something we normally talk about, but all sorts of different uh, kicking props uh, I've heard talked about this week. And it makes a lot of sense with Allegiant. And you have a couple of coaches in big spots. A lot of times they tend to be more conservative uh, than most. Are you betting any kicker props? I've been looking at them because it does seem like for some reason there's a little bit bigger board. I mean, that's the best part of the Super Bowl. They roll out the deli menu. There is stuff to bet on this game that you're probably not going to see till next year's Super Bowl. But I do tend to, to think that there might be more field goals and less. Uh, you know, everyone knows Kyle Shanahan is a very sharp coach. He's very smart, very conservative, kicks field goals in a lot of places where, you know, a lot of coaches I think would be going for it, would be pushing a little bit harder. Andy Reid, we know, is someone that, again, can be a little aggressive, but generally when they're down, you know, if they're ahead, he's happy to sort of kick for points again in the second half. So looking at some of these lines, over three and a half field goals is plus 125. That's been something I've been kind of staring at. And again, might end up with something like we could bet exactly how many field goals there are. So I tend to think there might be more kicking than people expect. So I think you kind of go over with some of that stuff than unders. Man, if that's the case, um, a guest yesterday was suggesting a missed field goal as well, which could always be a fun prop to root for. What about some unders? Uh, Do you have any unders players that you're targeting um, in that market? So unders in the Super Bowl are always kind of tough for me from a player perspective. It's hard for me, again, to figure out kind of how things are going to go. Um, but one of my favorite bets to make, it's a first quarter under. The first quarter of the Super Bowl is pretty much weird every single year. There was an outlier year. I think it might have actually been the last time the 49ers played the Chiefs. They both scored touchdowns in the first quarter. But it's a strange game. You haven't played a real football game in two weeks. You come out, the opening stuff, the national anthem, there's two extra songs that are sung. There's at least half a dozen people on a stage in the middle of the field for some reason. We're supposed to be playing football. This game always kind of has a weird feel to it. And every year I come through and play that first quarter under, I think it's gone under something like seven out of the last 10 times. I'm looking at seven and a half. I'm definitely going to play that under there. And honestly, we'll try to find some stuff. I've been looking around it's not quite open everywhere but there's always these props no scores six minutes into the game seven minutes into the game eight minutes into the game Um, I'll be playing lots of stuff like that again the first quarter always starts pretty clunky so I'll be finding lots of ways to play under in the first quarter no points in the first quarter stuff like that that that's interesting then Alex because if if we spin it around noops with us talking and we're more along the lines of scoring now in a game that I think some of us don't expect so much scoring in but that's where we're at at this point with two days until the game BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. You make a great point about the first quarter being kind of wonky, right? Everybody's got the nerves that need to settle down. But then we're talking about, again, the Chiefs track record of sort of shutting games down in the second half. If you can bet a quarter to be the highest scoring quarter, and I'm looking for that right now, might be second quarter. I mean, everybody lets the nerves sort of filter out. We actually get a couple drives back and forth, and then maybe things calm down in the second half. It's going to find that I was poking around. Again, our friends over at BetMGM have it there. It's under the quarters tab. Um, the highest scoring quarter, the favorite is the fourth quarter. The second quarter is close to plus 165. I think I'd have those flipped, honestly. I think the second quarter is where things start to open up a little bit. Teams get a little more comfortable. And again, as we've kind of talked about, now maybe it's a very close game in the fourth quarter. is a lot of teams driving down the field. But even then, both of these teams understand the value of not giving the ball back. They tend to stretch those drives out and stuff. So even if the game's close, I think we could still see maybe only one, two scores in that fourth quarter. So I like that look quite a bit. Highest scoring quarter. Give me the second. 
Uh, Noops, you're a man with connections, and uh, some of these uh, novelty entertainment props are about information. And, and I'm looking this morning, it's like, man, they're killing me. They've already taken down the anthem, and we all know that on Fridays, this is when they do the rehearsal, so it's going to get out there, and then uh, gambling community rips on anybody who uh, who, who tweets it out. It, it was going to be tweeted out today, like even if this was still posted. There's no doubt, especially with it being in Vegas, there's so many uh, uh, media members there. Um, is there anything you've gotten any info on, whether it be uh, a tire or anything? No, yeah, it's an excellent anthem prop. That used to be one of my favorite bets because you literally have people standing outside of the stadium yes. recording on their phones trying to get the tie. But all good things come to an end. The books have finally Over. figured out what this is. And I guess they're sick of taking these big losses on, on a bet that they weren't expecting really to take that much action on. So I think that, honestly, I, I'd be surprised if it opens back it opens back up again at any point, maybe mm-hmm. a little closer to the game when, again, this is the biggest national TV broadcast in the world every year it's a live tv broadcast if you think they don't know exactly how long the national anthem is going to be before they get started maybe plus or minus a few seconds you're nuts so that line's going to be tight the one thing i have been told the san francisco 49ers are going to call heads i don't know if they're going to win the toss they're going to lose the toss heads (laughs) is the call there's a couple places that have what will the 49ers call get your heads bets in (laughs) i like it that oh, is man. fantastic. Noops, uh, good stuff. I, I, that that strikes me as a shanty type thing, like to go contrary to tales never fails. Definitely. Yeah. Um, tales so there you go. Tales. It, it, it's good fail. <laughs> uh, enjoy the weekend, Noops. Uh, good luck to all your bets on Sunday, obviously, as well. Alex Noops Christensen, follow him on social media as well, at underscore Noops. Great stuff today, man. We appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to be on. I'm sure I'll see you soon. Yep, Thank you. absolutely. Thank you, we'll have to talk more about Glenn uh, as the NBA season <laughs> winds <laughs> towards its eventual cl- close in Milwaukee. Heads, it's, Joe. It's amazing. It's amazing to me that, and we're going to hear this over the next couple of days, because it's every single year, and it's not close. By far, the most popular prop bet is the coin toss. People can't wait to uh, to bet on the juice there. Even yep. though it's a coin toss. Literally 50-50. Not 50-50. The idea of a hot sauce-flavored seltzer? What are we doing, people? And anything else from the last two weeks that have just been absolutely bananas in Vegas? We go off the board next right here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Joe Ostrowski, Chris Mack, Aaron Hawksworth with you on this Friday before the Super Bowl. This is the last time we get to do this, guys, for a while. Former NFL player J.J. Watt, he's in Vegas right now, getting ready to uh, partake in all the festivities. And apparently he's a little upset about something that happened at his hotel want to get a workout in 6 30 p.m go down to the hotel gym put my airpods in get the workout going get a nice lather uh about 30 minutes in somebody comes and taps me on the shoulder i take the airpod out and yes what's up said i'm sorry sir but we're closed seven o'clock what do you mean the gym's closed 
So yeah, we close at seven o'clock. I'm sorry, you gotta get out. What hotel gym closes at seven o'clock? What's gonna get stolen in a hotel gym? Is somebody gonna walk out with a woodway? We're gonna have 45 pound plates headed out the door? Maybe nine, maybe nine, midnight. But I mean, majority of hotel gyms, 24 hours. Just go in there, use a gym, clean up after yourself, get out. Am I, am I wrong? Is that, yes. am I crazy? Cause I walked out of that gym with the sweat going, just kind of like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm the idiot here. Boo this man! <laughs> Dude, imagine getting that mad because you couldn't get some cardio in. <laughs> Dude, shut, these guys, I can't and take them. he even the said Niners. he worked up a lather already. A lather. Sounds like you already worked, worked up, up yeah. Go for uh, a run outside then. Out. JJ's you know? got to stay swole. He, if he's going to be on CBS every week next year, he got to get his pump on. Um, you know, I, was, I was starting to yeah. like him a little bit more than when he was a player because when he was a player, everything he, he did was for was fake. It was for cameras, and you didn't know what you were getting with him. And I, I think he's done a pretty good job uh, making the transition over to media. But, dude, shut up. I, all these guys crying, <laughs> not getting – they're so used to getting their way with every – step of their lives it's like they it throws them into a tizzy oh oh the fire alarm went off 10 minutes before my own alarm all these guys get out of here dude crying i am with (laughs) you on the professional athlete just used to getting everything they want it is annoying however seven o'clock it I mean, especially let's say you go out at strange. night, you sleep but, in, but, you want to work out before. I mean, that's the city that doesn't sleep. It does seem yeah. a little strange to me to close at seven. Are they thinking drunk people are going to go in there and hurt themselves? It's a liability. There's so many questions that I have there. It, well, here's the thing. You can have a problem with the gym closing too early, the hotel gym closing too early. You don't have to be that guy that goes on social media that's to complain it. about it. That's the thing. That's the problem. Come on. My followers are going to back me up and I'm going to put these people down. Did he mention the place? No. It's in the article. I wasn't sure if I should mention it, so I left it out. Okay. Okay. But he didn't put it out. (laughs) But he put it out there, right? I don't know if he's. Yeah, he did. Um, By the way, who's the who's like the front desk agent or the facilities person who's walking around the hotel at seven o'clock and decides that dang J.J. Watt's in there getting pumped to get out, Mr. Watt, who walks into the gym and tells J.J. Watt, you got to get out of here right now, right now. I mean. Again, I wouldn't go to social That's a media great and question. complain about it. Maybe but he's like, an NFL fan that gym? hated him. Oh, okay, fair. <laughs> and fair. it's like his one or chance. Maybe. I get to kick him out. I get to tell J.J. Watt what to do. Yep. Or maybe he's doing his awesome. job and doesn't want to get fired. Like, maybe that. So, like, maybe, J.J., uh, let the guy do his job. Oh, that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway is don't go on social media and complain to five million people or whoever follow you that the that the guy made you leave the hotel gym. Which, by the way, this isn't like Gold's, right? Like it's a hotel gym. It's got a couple Nautilus machines and a treadmill. I mean, this isn't the nicest thing in the world. Like, right? They never have anything. Complain that they're kicking you out at seven o'clock. Google gyms in the Las Vegas area. Like there's probably one open that'll be like, Hey, here's a day pass for 20 bucks. Right. You're JJ Watt. Please use our gym. 
go for a walk on the strip. And he, so I guess he followed it up and he apologized, of course. Oh, People probably okay. got after oh, him. Gosh. I guess they changed he, – he said that uh, they changed the uh, the hours for him, the closing time from 7 to Oh, my. This week. is even worse. So, exactly. I'm glad you got the follow-up. This is – Yeah. Now I'm out on him. This is he ridiculous. Said he, uh, now I feel like a, a blank, you know. Well, you still are. You right? should. You act you yeah. are one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, this is good customer oh, service. Why? Because they bow down to you. Clown. Out on what? <laughs> All right. So we're out on what? Are we in on this and his brother. truly wind <laughs> All right, sauce so. flavor? You guys know my unnatural affinity for the Watt family. You can knock it off. <laughs> the butt homer on the show. Yeah. So Paul has had this story in. It's become. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for like, pointing this in out. The rundown that it's we the have new Kyle Lowry memorial to. rundown yeah, had, story. We all had the same thought. We did not share it, but like really, every day in the rundown, I'm like, how long? Like Paul refuses to let this truly story die. It's like we are going to get uh, this in at some point. I d- if someone deleted it, it's not like I ran and went to go get an old link and brought it back. Like, I wasn't that It was brought back? Someone deleted it? No, I'm it? saying like, it just have. stayed in there. Oh. oh. Yeah, right. It just stayed in there. It's not like I actively like a like, no, we need to get this in. It's yeah. a cockroach. It's just always I've been just known hanging, to delete things. Um, but yeah, Popeye's announced it would be giving away free chicken wings. So this is going back a while, right? Uh, if either the Baltimore Ravens or the Bills won the Super Bowl, but somehow this got turned into like a chicken uh-huh. wing flavored truly. Yeah, I don't. I, so, I, I no. don't know how. I think I'm no. out. No, yeah. no, no. Who decides this is a good idea? Who? I'd try it. I'd give it a shot. But you know it's bad. I would too. Like a Bloody Mary, like a Bloody Mary type. Yeah, yeah. I'm put it that way. I'm out. Yeah, that's what I assume. Well, listen, I I mean, it's not a long list of drinks that you could put in front of me, and I would say, nope, I refuse to try it. I would probably pretty much try anything, right? A sip. Yeah, exactly. Just just about anything. But you're right. Just the sip. Just the sip. Just the sip. (laughs) (laughs) If you you do, if you mix this with, like, but it's seltzer, too, so it's carbonated. I can't mix this with tomato juice. It'd uh, be weird. No. Yeah. Sorry. I feel like, I don't know, like day after, like long night, like a 4 a.m. Chicago night, and like you need something to, you know. Yeah, you're doing you a lot of those these days, Paul. Going to Kingston Mines a lot. Exactly. Years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been Wait, a are minute. you back home? However. Wait, when did yeah. you get back home? Last night? Last night, yeah. It was a whirlwind yeah, he, trip. Whirlwind trip. left oh, in the okay. middle of the show yesterday, Joe, remember? Did you not? Know oh, I didn't he know said that. I'm Paul, getting on a flight. Please. Oh, I guess. That oh, he, I didn't hear the flight Paul. part. I didn't hear the flight part. I didn't know what he was doing. I'm I had some. Leaving. I had some guesses what he was doing. Well, in his short stay, but I didn't really know what. Sweet he was baby doing. rays, all that. <laughs> Just like how home. Sometimes you got to go back to your roots. <laughs> jo- Joan cleaning out the barbecue sauce bottles from under the old bed, <laughs> or maybe Paul was under- cleaning them out. <laughs> Cleaned out under the floorboards. <laughs> He went to all the stores. <laughs> Open pit. Oh, don't let them do this Open to you. Open pit. Uh, let them have their fun. 
children uh, I'm done with you at this time next week i'll be done with you yeah <laughs> paul's just trying to get to paul's counting down the days yeah, yeah exactly. like monday 1201 can't wait but i'm yeah, with you're gonna, you yeah you're like, gonna be gone imagine that we're not saying anything while you're not here for sure that's oh, definitely that's what's fine. gonna happen that's, i don't hear it doesn't mean anything all good This is definitely a drink that you want. Like, if you're hungover, you need to just wake up a little That's bit. That's what I'm thinking. Hair of the yeah. dog, just like okay. Let's and like the, the carbonation helps. Yeah, in that case, I would think. I think it's a good. This mix. is like a shotgun to kick off the Sunday fun day because you're hungover. But nobody's finishing yeah. yes. or pack themselves. Nobody's polishing no. off like six of these or whatever. It'd be disgusting. You ever have four Bloody Marys? No, no, I've never no, had no, one. No. I'm way good on that. It's like really. F, F tier drink. I Garden. may have had four. Blood, at some Bloody Marys are an F tier drink, life. dude. Get out of here. We'll see you when you're, thir- we'll hey, you when you're yeah. 30, dude. Grow right. up. If I make okay, it, that your mimosas. When you're all grossed up in a few years and it's a Sunday morning. What do you drink in the morning? Yeah, what do you drink? What do you drink in the morning? I mean, depend, depends on what the vibes are. Miller Lite. Are. Yeah, what, of, yeah, what are we doing? I mean, might have, might have to do, like, whatever's just rattling around in the fridge. Might have to do Irish coffee. Might just have to rip a little shot ski. Sometimes you just got to adapt to the situation. Right, exactly. Situations oh. are situational. Did I one time think that there was a cup of water on my bedside table and it was straight oh, vodka? Man. Yes, it wasn't oh. great, but sometimes you just got to roll with the punches, okay? That's part of being a Hall of Famer. You just got to roll with what's thrown at you. Hey, after winning with Flacco, it's a Malort morning. Is it not? Yeah. E- exactly. <laughs> thousand percent. morning. Oh, Malort's just so nasty. I could see the truly wing sauce is the only thing rolling around in the fridge because no one wanted to drink it. And yep. desperate times call for desperate measures. Yeah, I had an off-brand four the, loco in my fridge one time for like three months. Yeah, it's the one in the back of the fridge that is just back there for a year or two. Does anyone like Truly? I act. I'm out on the seltzer. I think it's the worst of the seltzers. Unless they want to sponsor the show, then I'll drink Truly all day every day. Is there a difference between the seltzers? I mean, Truly, there is. Yes, there is is a difference. Chris, grow up. Whoa, what? (laughs) That big of a difference. But yeah, Uh, I agree with you. I've done research. Far. It's okay. And truly's below it. I mean, during Correct. the summer, I was so I'm like, please, just stop, stop. Okay, there's a new one every day. Like, you don't have to try every single seltzer and bring it. But like, if I'm laying in the pool on a 90 degree July day and somebody hands me a truly or a white claw, and I just take a sip without thinking, am I going to notice the difference? White claw, you go white claw ten times out of ten, nine times. But if you don't know, you would know. Yeah, you would, would I know. Okay. Truly has a much more distinct can flavor. Yeah. If anybody knows the taste of aluminum, it's Jay Kassan, ladies and gentlemen. BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. We continue the buildup for Super Bowl 58 on Sunday. Our guy John Daigle joins us next right here on BetQL Daily.